Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always just. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, the OG of Barstool political coverage, and now the host of all things golf and more at Barstool Rigs and editor-in-chief of the Barstool blog, K. Marco. Guys, thanks Yo. for coming on to Hard Factor. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, for you having know, us. Golf podcaster. Now we're going to talk about, um, you know, spies and sexual um, harassment and NBC, so Love you never it. know what you're going to get out of here. Thank, hey. you for the, uh, thank you for the 1258 p.m. invite for the 1 p.m. recording that was on yeah me. well that was on rigs right Th- thank you for we wanted a natural reaction out of you keith <laughs> i actually you prefer still, that you still I came was, prepared you got the book that. and notes I, yeah. in those two minutes i got my post-its out and highlighted the uh, quotes that i would i would like that's to incredible <laughs> that's incredible all right and we've got you guys into it today to do exactly that uh, mark and pat have also i think listened to catch and kill by ronan farrow it's a sensational book about busting harvey weinstein i think i didn't read it at all so I'm going to shut up and uh, let you guys take over the book conversation. Now, I heard I don't do audiobooks, uh, but I heard that he does the voices for all the characters like in character. Man, he he true? really made a commitment there. Oh, yeah. And so, I, OK, I, I, it was a big thing right? a lot of people were talking about it because, uh, you know, some of the voices are not as good as the others. But you, you got to ask well, yourself, if you're going to do one, you kind of got to do them all. Right. So, so the book is it starts. It's about him uh, working for NBC and trying to do a journalistic piece on Harvey Weinstein being a sexual predator. And Harvey Weinstein had a thing for Italian women. So a lot of the voices are Italian women. <laughs> and then he moves on to like uh, there's espionage, as, as Riggs mentioned. He, there's like a Israeli uh company that's hired to like investigate him so he does israeli voices he does russian oh, voices and my favorite voice by far was rosie perez he he nailed yep. a rosie perez in there <laughs> he does them all <laughs> yeah no it's appalling i mean it's it's honestly are there you're... any asian women i feel mm, like that gets a little racist i don't think point, he did asian did. well Keith, that's a great point though i want to get did caucasians <laughs> i want to get Ronan fair to do a book on like all races just to see how he handles <laughs> like uh yeah, like, maybe I, like an urban book I feel, I feel like, like he got away with it because a, he's yeah. like, you know, exposing predators. Yeah, man, but, he's, he's, yeah. he's crushing it. Yeah. I feel like it's tough to do an Asian accent without just sounding completely racist. Yeah, we've tried and oh, almost oh, got yeah. fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. there's one guy that can do it. It's Ronan Farrow. And, and uh, that, that's an interesting point. So Ronan Farrow, he's the son of uh, Woody Allen, the, uh, the, the son of Mia Farrow. Uh, allegedly. I mean, Allegedly. He could, be, he could be Frank Sinatra's son. I don't know if you guys saw that conspiracy. That would be awesome. No, I've, I've, do- I've gone down the rabbit holes. I've seen some of that. It's all alleged. Would be a much better dad to have. Oh yeah, uh, infinitely. I would, go, I would embrace that. Well, he's, he looks dad more. Too. He looks more like Sinatra, and also it was alleged by his mom. So I mean, it's a well. He's not hideous looking, so he doesn't look like what he. Let someone who yeah. read the book give an overview of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riggs, Riggs, why don't you go ahead? 
Yeah, so I mean, the book is, what is it, like maybe 10 months or so is kind of the timeline of the book, or maybe around a year, and it goes essentially from, you know, the uh, original assignment that Ronan Farrow gets as a reporter, an investigative reporter for NBC News, um, all the way through essentially reporting and the fallout from reporting on Harvey Weinstein. Like, we all live now in a post, like, you know, Me Too world where Harvey Weinstein was the first, but we can all think, like, Matt Lauer, like, the dozens and dozens of men that have, you know, fallen since and all the women that have come out. But it goes through the, like, strenuous, incredibly detailed, incredibly meticulous and, like, very dangerous process, sort of spotlight style for anybody who's, you know, yeah, spotlight right, fan, right, right. of, like, what it takes to get... Um, you know, the accusers to talk and once one accuser talks, how it gives the others kind of um, the the confidence and the courage to come out and talk as well. And then the catch and kill part is, of course, like very powerful people, in this case, very powerful men uh, across many different industries. But in this one, you know, entertainment all the way through news, through politics, everywhere, basically finding out stories or, or being worked on and investigated and doing everything in their power to kill them. And it's the entire process of him again pretty much from the very beginning Ronan Farrow going through and then ultimately publishing this Pulitzer winning piece uh, in the New Yorker which is crazy because he was working for NBC News so even though the, hmm. the, the obviously the biggest takeaway from the book is the women the horrible things that happened to the women um, how they were basically just put into like uh, 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 really forced into like a prison that they couldn't get out of because these horrible things happened to them but there's really nowhere to report about them because if they do they'd be blacklisted everywhere they'd be screwed career-wise nobody yeah. believes them and like way more powerful forces than they are at work to make sure that they're silenced and all the way to settlements uh but the second biggest takeaway is nbc news like how the hell does nbc news employ ronan farrow to report on things like this and then he has it to almost identical point that the new yorker published it he has it to that point with like yeah. on-camera interviews all these different things and nbc news legitimately kills it and tells Holy him shit. to go somewhere else so it's 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 it that to me was shocking like the fact that oh, nbc yeah. news is no, nbc still, news got drugged through the mud and but like the fact that the heads mentioned. haven't rolled since then like is is nuts to me no yeah. noah oppenheim who who's probably the main villain in it i would say yeah uh he was just re-upped in october Almost really? Like, Holy shit. Yeah. No, Oppenheim, the, of, the head guy of what NBC News Department, basically. Yeah, he was drunk through the, the mud big yeah. time by Ronan Farrow. Yeah, the first half of the book is like him investigating Weinstein, and about halfway through, he starts pivoting to the fact that NBC News is going to kill this story. So he's doing obvious. all this investigation himself. As an, NBC, he, as an NBC employee, he had a little bit of help, but as an NBC employee, and he tried to get the story by NBC, and NBC is just you know, killing it, killing it slowly, telling him it's not ready. Eventually, <laughs> eventually the New York Times re released the report, um, and so he went to the New Yorker because he had this, this awesome report. And it turns out, I, I was trying to figure out why you know, NBC would do that, and it turns out the reason why about towards the end of the book is because Harvey Weinstein was uh, having these women sign like non-disclosures and stuff, and he was using these law practices that NBC had been using for years for Matt Lauer, the exact same like NDAs oh. and stuff like that. So NBC didn't want to run the story because it was it would expose Matt Lauer because the women like it was the same fucking thing Harvey Weinstein was doing. NBC was doing uh, for Matt Lauer. So it, wasn't cover up, it, basically. it wasn't because they were necessarily in bed with Harvey Weinstein. It was because they were in bed with Matt Lauer and they didn't want to expose their own dirty secrets that had been going back from to like 2010. Like it, it was crazy. But it also, I mean, it does get as like it. 
it was such a direct connection that Harvey Weinstein was calling these guys yes. at NBC. Like, there's records of calls, and then you know, sure. Ronan Farrow, towards the end, right, when he was ready to report it, was kind of, like, sitting at, 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 at these one-on-one meetings um, with Oppenheim, and he's being like, wait... I, I, have you talked to Harvey? And yeah. the guy he's like, Harvey said, he's like, Harvey said, and he's like, what do you right. mean Harvey said? Uncle Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like all these moments where it's like every, every, almost every person that uh, Ronan Farrow kind of pivoted to, even people that he went to for advice, like the lawyer who ended up, the, the, Judy the woman, I can't remember Judy her Bloom. name. Yeah. Yeah. But she was like, ended up the whole time for months. He was asking her for advice, soliciting advice. And she was actually ended up working was on that the behalf b- of Lisa Bloom's mom. Oh, okay. Shit. Lisa yeah. Bloom's mom. So the, yeah. mom, the mom is the one that's a fucking sellout, right? Or is it the daughter? Both. Lisa, Judy Bloom Lisa used Bloom. to be like a huge women rights advocate. Right. And that's why Ronan Farrow was comfortable going to her. And at some point, she'd sold out and was working for Harvey no, Weinstein. Lisa, Lisa Bloom. Ah. Like total. And it was related to Lisa Bloom working for... Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys oh. notice that, like, uh, the, the through line the of, like, so Ronan Farrow, obviously, Woody Allen's kid, allegedly. Right. Uh, Woody Allen, big, big... He also smashes Woody Allen in that book. Right. Well, Woody Allen, big-time creeper, yeah. you know, married his stepdaughter, uh, allegedly uh, assaulted, Dylan assaulted Dylan Farrow, his Ronan daughter. Farrow's yeah. uh, sister, right? So, like, I thought it was so interesting that this guy, Ronan Farrow, chooses to take on this subject where his family clearly had a very public sexual right. assault uh, uh, kind of... Incident may have, may have encouraged him. Yeah, and, 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 well, I think and, it's like that's why people wanted to talk well, to him. Wines, they were, he, well, yes. he, he knew how to approach people. He was approachable. He's yeah, yeah. famous. He had this history. Um, but also, they were and using, like a lot of people were using that against him. Like Weinstein and, and lawyers for Weinstein were saying, well, you have like a conflict of interest. Well, but then also, if you're. And, if you're, and Woody Allen's if, worked if with Harvey Weinstein. If you're Woody Allen's kid, you're not going to be afraid of Harvey Weinstein. That's the other no. thing, right? It's like. You already, you've lived with predators. You don't give a shit. Yeah. Also, it's like, what do you have to lose? It's like, you've been in the business your whole life. Like, fuck Harvey Weinstein. I liked the black cape stuff. The. Israeli private investigation oh, yeah, the firm cube. that's Black intense. Cube? Yeah, Black Cape. They were hired by uh, cube. Weinstein to investigate uh, the whole thing. They basically use this thing called pretext where they have people come to America and pretend to be American citizens. And they had this one woman named Anna, that's not a real name, befriend uh, Rose McGowan and get all the secrets and all of her book information. And they would send it to Harvey Weinstein. Jesus Christ. So the Black Cape was awesome because I, um, they, were, they were using like Black software. Cube. And Black I worked through this get Israeli right. software company cape. for five years. And I, I, could, I, was, so, it was, I was relating to it because Israelis are like, they're very on? direct and they're very business. And I was like, I wouldn't, I would hire Israeli companies, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, to do my dirty work too. Hey, Keith, what were we trying Black to say cube. there? It's Black Cube. Not Cape. Oh, Black Cube. Sorry. Black Cube. Yeah. 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 They're, yeah so they're, he went. They were he went to. Uh, yeah. I love. I mean, I love. I love some good Israelis. As the uh, probably the only Jew, uh, at least in this yep, room. Definitely. Uh, love Israelis. <laughs> they weren't not a great look for them in this book. But uh, <laughs> but I will say they're good back. at their jobs, though. That's what I'm they'll saying. Bounce back. Yeah. One of them is it like one of the Russian guys who was tailing Ronan Farrow ends up like flipping. Yeah. Yes. At the Chris, end of the book, Chris, Chris, Igor Ostrovsky uh, or something like yes. that. Yeah. Like well, some stock Russian name. Stock. <laughs> like yeah. Exactly. Like you. Well, talk about absolute power. Weinstein's like hiring like firms to go just like straight up. You know, help him uh, rape people. Basically, that's crazy. Also, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like they're, he's hiring. You know, the the top like surveillance firms in the world who came from legitimate like Israeli military 
type spying yeah. and surveillance to go to America and track Ronan Farrow to the point where they're like following him on his subway. They were like stationed outside of his apartment. He ended up going to like a safe house at one point, which is essentially yep. one of his friends who lived in Manhattan because I think his place is in Brooklyn. So rather than going all the way back to like Brooklyn, uh, where crazy. there there were two spies staked outside of his house all the time or his apartment, he was just staying at a friend's place, and it was like it was it it was something. It was such a mix of like I said kind of earlier, like spotlight, but also such um an indictment on nbc news and then when i was doing the research afterwards it was like stunning that nbc news they they're they're putting out and i went back and reread some of them like scathing responses to ronan farrow like trying to bury him which is unbelievable they could not have handled it i don't it's to the point where i don't understand who thought the way that they handled it was a good idea like this is (laughs) not some joe schmo it's ronan farrow he has the receipts. He has recordings of what you said. He's a world-class reporter. You come out and say the story wasn't re- – like, just blatant lies. Like, the story wasn't ready. The women wouldn't give her name. Uh, here's the video of his first interview, the, women, the woman's giving her name. And the, fa- the fact is – the story is the women, absolutely. For sure. Right. Uh, right. And he yeah. took down and, – and it was about Harvey Weinstein, and he took him down. Harvey Weinstein's done. Well, NBC yeah, that, News is, is 1A in the story here, and they are not taken down. Like I said, Oppenheim just got re-upped. Lack, Oppenheim, and Greenberg are all still there. And there, I mean, there's plenty of think pieces about about them online, right. but there were no repercussions. You got to consider that they would do the same thing again, probably. Well, Weinstein's out at like Hollywood events. Uh, Somebody's a fucking Matt Lauer's all over social media. I saw. um, I mean, like, uh, what's his name? They mentioned he's not really part of the story, but who's the guy? O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly's back on like radio. Like all all the people, the executives, like you mentioned, have their jobs. Like really, the story is the women. Their story got out, but a lot of people didn't get in trouble, like you said. Um, And and the one thing I took away too is like Ronan Farrow did like he named a lot of names, and he was huge for the Me Too movement. Um, he's like one of the most hundred influential people in the world last year, according to one of the rankings or whatever. But like, uh, I have to think, I, I thought Epstein didn't kill himself until I read this book, because the fact that Ronan Farrow isn't dead is surprising to me. And, it's, and, and, and like you said, all that stuff about Ronan Farrow, like that's who he is. The way that NBC is treating him like an idiot, like their main argument throughout the thing was tortious interference. Like that's what the lawyers kept telling him. It, it, I don't know if you've read about it or you're familiar with it, but they asked the New York Times the same thing. Like, what did you guys think about tortious interference? And they said it had never come up at one point in any of their conversations. Hmm. It's, it's basically the, the thing that you can't, like, approach someone who has an NDA because they might breach their contract. Like, right. this is right. in the investigative reporting department of NBC. That's literally what your job is, is to get <laughs> right. sources yeah, to get, speak. Get around and those, the, head yeah. of, you the head of that department, Greenberg, is saying I don't know if we can do this because of tortious interference. Like Ronan yeah. Farrow's not a fucking idiot, it's right? Like, he's like a, he's he's ethics wise all that, and that's all been proven over the last couple of years that he is like is as credible and legitimate as it gets. And one of NBC's responses and like Oppenheim's responses after the book came out in the excerpts where they said Farrow's effort to defame NBC News is clearly motivated not by a pursuit of truth but an axe to grind. It is built on a series of distortions, confused timelines, and outright inaccuracies. Like he's Oppenheim is saying this about Ronan fucking Pharaoh. Like, well, that, they, yeah. they what fucked are you up. talking Keith, about? Keith and Riggs, I think that that torches interference thing that NBC did, I, what, the, what clicked to me like late in the book was it was because of Matt Lauer. They had the same NDAs, and so they just didn't want 
that laundry aired. It was my it was yeah. my take on that. Yeah, no, absolutely. The fact that they that they used that with it, like you yeah. know that privately, but uh, come up so, with a better oh, excuse. Pharaoh's while a, you're no, Pharaoh's to... a beast. He was smarter than all those idiots. They just should have yeah. never canceled his show. That's that's yeah. NBC's problem here. If they yeah, kept running Pharaoh busy, if they yeah, or if they asked him to stick to acting, they should Harvey Weinstein should have given him a big role because he started as an actor, and then maybe he would have gone back to acting. I just because like, he's a goddamn great journalist. Ronan and Farrow and I were bored the same year, which makes me feel like a real piece of shit. Yeah, he's doing a lot. Yeah, I'm also like I'm also perfectly aware like very aware that this is ronan farrow's book it's written by ronan farrow it's from his viewpoint like i don't 100 percent just buy into everything he says as gospel but sure but he's got when you're talking about a lot the, of, it, uh, right? of course yeah of course i'm sure you know some of it but the things like the the things he's saying about nbc like are recorded facts and yeah. he has stuff to back it up it's not like he's i'm sure maybe he had an ex- maybe he wanted to he was pissed about a show or whatever but like the literal things said, the text of their statements were, are fact. He had Harvey Weinstein so, on video and audio. He had yeah. about, I believe, about eight women's confessions or stories. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of shit. Yeah. So maybe, like, both things can be true. Maybe he had an axe, axe to grind more than I'm even Who cares? Admitting. Yeah, no, I mean, the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. Yeah, uh, who cares? It's, right. it's also true yeah. that they said all of these things that he wrote. Ronan, right. Yeah, but and Ronan Farrow is definitely like, the Baba Yaga for sexual predators. Oh, yeah. He's like the new Chris Hansen. Dude. What, what what fucks you up and fuck me up is like Ryan, Weinstein raped these chicks and then still killed their careers. It's like yeah. if you rape Rose McGowan, just let it fucking you know don't kill her career. Or don't, Ashley Judd. Don't kill Ashley, Ashley Judd's career. Ashley Judd's career. Killed. A lot it's of like, imagine the that's woman, your dream. The woman from Mimic yeah. was it Natasha Huntress? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah no, Har- uh, Harvey Weinstein definitely bad guy. Yeah. No, um, the worst. The worst. Uh, he, what's, it, what's it called? Did anyone yeah. did anyone get emotional at the end of the book? Uh, I did. I kind of did around when the when he started talking about how the spy guy like flipped because it was kind of a moment of like, okay, this whole book's about all these awful people, and here's this guy who was like, you know, I came from like the I left the country that I left from to go to a different country, and I I don't want to be part of like helping uh, corruption like survive yeah. in America, and how he flipped, and I was like, all right, man, I feel that. No, Riggs Riggs cried when he proposed to Jonathan. I walked in. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and All right, good. Out. I feel a little better. I was gonna. I had to. Say, I had to answer that. I was gonna be like, yeah, me either. Yeah, I didn't either. But, but you did cry, right? Well, yeah, around the same part when he did the catchphrase. <laughs> when you did the catchphrase, the, I didn't. I won't say cry. I did yeah, a couple snivels. I mean, you texted me was, that you were bawling. I was sniveling. I wasn't so. bawling. I was bawling a little bit. Were you actually crying? No, 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 no. He I was, was, come I was, on. I was sniveling. I was sniveling. Nothing to be ashamed of, bro. Snotty nose. Nothing to be ashamed yeah. of. Yeah, you're not, I'm not crying. You're crying. I, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like a good book. Good enough to make yeah. somebody cry. We got to wrap this up, though. So any final thoughts uh, from anybody on the... On yeah, the- I have a final thought. Uh, uh, a few months ago, NBC News, uh, who we were just talking about, I don't know if you know, uh, literally everything we just said. That's the organization <laughs> of NBC News. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Shannon, Shannon Ho, the homepage editor. Shannon Ho, the homepage editor, wrote a uh, scathing article about workplace culture at Barstool and mm. how it's not uh, progressive for women. So I, I read that before I read the book. Uh, if I had read the, the other way around, I, my response on the blog would have been a lot longer, I think. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, makes sense. You can always circle back. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, thanks for, thanks for coming on, guys.
those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces draw the same that burn crosses. Now you do what they told you. 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 Now you do what they told you.